your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Deputy Brian Ledden of the Green Party is with us this morning in the latest post on his website. Brian says the new active travel route has been blatantly butchered and questions whether National Transport Authority funding will now be available. He's with us to tell us more about why politicians need to support this scheme. Scheme, um, Brian We've been covering the plan for the South Circular Road on this show for a number of months now. And as we mentioned earlier, it's kind of attracting national attention because uh, uh, yourself and a coalition government colleague are at odds with it. Deputy Willie O'Dea was on this show. We're going to play a bit of audio of what he had to say about the plan uh, earlier on Limerick Today. 90% of the people who are going to be directly affected don't want to cycle lane on the South Circular Road. And, you know, I mean, is there any point in having consultation with people if they say no to you and you go ahead anyway? But I, I think the council should now recognise the councils are elected democratically and they should recognise that it's the people they represent, not the officials in, in, in City Hall. So this is something that local councillors are going to make a decision on. But you're, yourself, as a, as a national representative, Willie O'Dea is also a national representative, you have two very different opinions about it. Yeah. Um, good morning to all your listeners, Julian, and to yourself. Um, first thing to say, the, the scheme hasn't been blatantly butchered. Uh, there are rumours uh, of amendments uh, that would be proposed by some local councillors, and if those went through, it would be blatantly butchered. So... We're at a point now where we have to think about this and the importance of this infrastructure and what it means for Limerick in terms of its development and creating jobs and growth and, and essentially Limerick becoming a bigger and better city for people to live in. So it will be before the councillors in uh, just over a, w- a week's time, as I understand it. Uh, I think a very good scheme is before them. Uh, they, the active travel team on the council, I deserve a lot of uh, recognition for the work that they've put in uh, a very extensive consultation process and there's some very serious people on that team who want to deliver excellent infrastructure from Limerick and government has made the, the money available huge amounts of money unprecedented funding is available now for this kind of critical infrastructure so an excellent scheme is there um, it was uh, announced a few months ago uh, there was the consultation process the council now is proposing some amendments uh, to that scheme, which uh, I think are actually quite acceptable. What we don't want is a situation where uh, some ridiculous amendments are put forward that essentially neutralise the scheme and, and make it not worth doing. To speak, to kind of describe this in simplistic terms to anyone who's not aware of it is basically you have a route that goes from Doyle into the city centre that currently has a number of parking spaces on it that, uh, because it's quite a residential route. There's also, you pass by Mary Immaculate College as you go down it. Um, also, the, the I suppose, the church and there's access to two major secondary schools. Uh, those parking spaces will be removed. The impact is going to be uh, people who've lived there for years, for decades, and have parked their cars in those spaces will not be able to do so anymore. Um, also, parents will struggle to drop off and collect their children because they're going to be removed in order to create a cycle lane. Is that the best way to describe it? Um, I think we, we should be very clear when about it. It's a, This route is a couple of kilometres long. It goes. It starts at 
uh, the overpass over the motorway there at the Crescent Shopping Centre uh, and we'll go all the way into uh, Howley's Quay, essentially. So that it's a couple of kilometres long. There are two very short sections. Uh, one section, say, between Somerville Avenue and Laurel Hill Avenue and the other section at Clearview Terrace, which is a little bit further down past the Redemptorists. So two very short sections there are quite narrow as well. So the rest of the route is you have width, uh, road width to work with. Um, but on those two short sections uh, where you have currently you have on-street parking outside some of the front gates, uh, you have a single carriageway for vehicles and you have a very narrow footpath, an unsuitably narrow footpath indeed. Um, if you provide the safe cycling infrastructure, which is critically needed, uh, then something has to give. And in those short sections, uh, it is the on-street parking that will have to give. Now, the council should work as closely as possible with those who would be affected. But we have to recognise that when we're providing critical infrastructure, and make no mistake about this, this is absolutely critical infrastructure for Limerick City. When we're providing that, we have to understand that there will be trade-offs and we should do everything we can to minimise the impact uh, to those that might be affected. But we have to understand the benefits of this kind of infrastructure to the city. This is not about simply okay. providing... One thing you're going to have to do, Brian, is convince us that a cycle lane is critical infrastructure. And the reason why is because we... I'll read you a couple of the comments we had on our Facebook page about uh, uh, this, you know, p- what people are saying. Um, uh, Pat says, they're destroying our city. Sean says, bloody cyclists again, bad enough trying to get around the city. And now this, look at all the cycle lanes all over the city and suburbs that are never used. Contel Road's a joke. No one uses the bike lanes, especially when it's raining. David says... It looks great in other countries like Holland, Spain and France, but hardly anyone uses them here when weather's bad. Shannon Bridge one is a joke. It should be taken away. Clueless idiots making crazy decisions. So that's the kind of thing that we're getting in from people. Yeah. The, they do not see cycle lanes as critical infrastructure. They see them as unused spaces on our roads and that they are clogging up traffic for people who are driving to and from well, where they need to go. Regardless of what might be said on social media, um, it is absolutely true that cycle lanes are critical infrastructure because what we smart cities have is efficient transport systems. Uh, for cities to grow and for jobs to be created and for uh, companies to make decisions to invest in cities, they look to the cities that have the smart transport systems Cycle infrastructure can move more people more quickly than car transport uh, systems. Uh, so that city, the, the growing cities, the smarter cities all across Europe are developing these safe, coherent and connected networks. Uh, and it's not true, by the way, that uh, the weather in the Netherlands is any better than it is in Limerick. You know, it's it's actually very much the same. Uh, and I think the councillors in Limerick will know because when they went on a a study tour to the Netherlands a few years ago. It rained for four days solid and yet everybody was cycling around the place. Provide the infrastructure, make it safe and people will cycle. And what we need to do is we actually have to create a paradigm shift in transport in this country because the the law of the land says that we need to reduce transport emissions by 50% by 2030 based on the 2018 level. We cannot do that unless we put in this kind of infrastructure uh, and excellent public transport infrastructure. And when you do that, you have to make hard decisions about how you use road space. And we have to change from what we have now, which is essentially a car 
based transport system, which actually doesn't work. It limits Limerick's opportunity for growth. Well, just you made a comment there. You were saying regardless of what people say on social media is almost almost as if opinions on social media don't count. Well, they're not just made on social media. People call in here and say it. They text us those opinions. And uh, here's somebody uh, making a similar opinion uh, to Live 95 News. Well, the problem is the schools in the border. So you would be totally against what's being proposed? Taking away the parking spaces. No problem with bikes, but not taking away our, our, our right to park our cars, which, which we pay a licence every year for. If the car spaces were to be taken away, but you were to be given some form of a solution as to maybe to be parked nearby, do you think that that would be doable? No, no. Where would I park nearby? Where, where is that? Is I would disable car pass. I can't be walking 100 yards to park my car. You can see me walking, I can't walk. But the residents gave their, their opinions, the, 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 the research went on there. There's nearly 80% want to keep as it is. That's, the, that's democracy. So, Deputy Ledden, that man um, clearly against the idea and is going to be seriously dis, you know, inconvenienced if this plan goes ahead. As I said, the council should work with people who have very legitimate needs uh, and provide solutions for them. Uh, And they've gone to uh, great uh, lengths to to do so. And they're providing parking very nearby. So like in in the situation of Clareview Terrace, for example, the extra parking has been provided literally around the corner. You know, so it's not this. It's not the same number of spaces, though, that they're going to remove. Yeah, but not everybody is in the same situation as that man there. Like the, you know, the parking is being provided for people that need it. Uh, and we have to think about the people. You mentioned the access to the schools. Uh, there's been a total collapse in the number of children cycling to schools in this country in the last 30 years. Uh, it's down to, I think it's much, it's about half a percent uh, of the female population uh, cycle to uh, student population cycle to school. It's about 2% of, of the male. It's a total collapse. When I was going to school, and I'd say, Gillian, when you were going to school as well, we all cycled. The roads have become uh, busier, more dangerous. The cars have become faster. We've uh, essentially given more room to the cars. Uh, and that had the effect of that has to make it incredibly hostile to walk and to cycle to school. We have to change that. We can change that. Other countries have done it. We can do it in Limerick as well. If we see ourselves as a competitive potentially thriving European city, growing city into the future. This is the kind of infrastructure that we have to provide for the city. What about the point that was made there that 80 to 90% of the residents are against it, the lack of democracy there? This is going to serve tens of thousands of people who live uh, and work and study in uh, the largest suburb of Limerick, Dourdoyle and Raheen. If the University Hospital is out there, the Crescent Shopping Centre, the Rhine Industrial Estate, the Crescent College Comprehensive, you have Laurel Hill School, St. Clement's School on the route itself. This is what it's about. It's about providing excellent, safe infrastructure connecting a huge part of the city where loads of people work, study and live. They don't have infrastructure. They deserve it. We've agreed recently uh, in Limerick that the north side of the city is going to get this excellent infrastructure coming in from Cardavan into the city. Castle Troy also already has it. Uh, it's got a link along the beautiful river path uh, and along the Park Canal uh, right into the city as well. The suburb of Raheen and Doyle deserves it also. And th- 
the South Circular Road route is the only way to go. Uh, the bus goes on Ballinacarra Road and on O'Connell Avenue, uh, and that's critically important for that suburb. But we need cycle connectivity as well, and it is not fair to the people who are living, working and studying in that part of Limerick that they don't get this, this infrastructure. What about this funding you're talking about, this threat that National Transport Authority funding may not be available if this plan does not is not implemented as is being proposed? Is that true? Is that yeah, the, I mean, the, the minister is on the record saying that the, the local authorities that show ambition uh, at spending the money and spending it as quickly as possible are the ones that are going to be rewarded. Uh, and there's limited funding available. So obviously when it comes to if one local authority has projects and it says that it wants to do it and wants to do it fast, the minister and the government are going to look more favourably on that local authority. There's a huge opportunity here for Limerick. Limerick has done very good work. You know, we're, I, I would say Limerick... Uh, is ahead of most local authorities in the country in the, the quality of work and the quantity of projects uh, that uh, are in the pipeline at the moment. Like the Mill Road scheme up in Corbley, it was really a, a testament to excellent work by many local representatives, uh, by the community there uh, and the active travel team on the, on the council. And they're going to get this excellent infrastructure as well. Uh, But if we have a situation where we're seeking to water down and to dilute and essentially to neutralise the the impact of this infrastructure, uh, then, of course, the government, uh, whether it's this one or the next one, is going to say we're going to give that money to those cities that show that they're ambitious and that they can spend it. It almost sounds a little bit like blackmail. There's limited funding available and it makes sense to give that money uh, to uh, such that you get the best outcome. Uh, I, I think Limerick is an ambitious city. We say that we are. Uh, we've been allocated an, a, a huge amount of money to build this critical infrastructure that is going to help Limerick to grow. It's going to help Limerick to attract further investment. We have a plan, a really good plan. We need to support it now, not water it down, get on with it and build it, and it'll be great for Limerick. Okay, Deputy Brian Layton, stay with us. We're talking about the active travel plan for the South Circular Road. If you've any opinions, comments from our listeners have been against this plan, but uh, our own Nigel Dugdale has been chatting to some of the kids uh, and getting their views on it. So do you want to tell me a little bit about the cycle bus? What is it and how does it work? So it's like a group of um, cyclers that um, come together and they meet at one place and they go to school. I'm living in Farnstone. And you go to school where? In the model school, yeah. So how long does the cycle take you to get across the city? Uh, Maybe 10 or 20 minutes. Is it an enjoyable thing to do to cycle? Yeah, it is enjoyable, but it can be hard at times. And when you say hard at times, what do you mean? I mean like big hills and like maybe people putting you down or stuff. Maybe there should be a bit more cycle lanes. Like maybe it isn't as good as an experience knowing that maybe you could have been safer. Yeah. And at the moment, how many are using bikes, do you think? Um, about ten of them. Ten of them? Yeah. But do you think how many more would use them if there was a... If there was proper cycle routes around the city. Another ten. Another ten, you double it. Um, so it's just like it's just really fun and I love it a lot and it's just it's just it's it can be hard sometimes, it can be, but at most times it's not really. 
And what age are you? I'm seven. And you have your own little bike? Yes. And how often do you cycle? Um, probably a lot. Is there any cyclists in the city? Uh, yeah, I cycle yeah. school. I'm cycling after midterm because it's too dark during the winter. And what about you? Yeah, I cycle to school all the time. Many people in your classes would cycle to school? About half, I'd say. Really? Maybe three quarters. You're travelling from where to where? Around just near the college up to I cycle to Crescent Camp and he'd go to the model. Yeah, and there's about like four or five in my class of cycle but in the school together there's a lot because we have like good facilities to keep our bikes safe because like we have loads of bike racks and there's like a shelter and stuff. It's really good when you have the opportunity to cycle to school. It's good when you're on your way from the Crescent to the school, it's good, but... When you're going down the South Circular Road, there's no lane at all. Yeah, and when I'm on my way to school, when there's like the Clements and the Laurel Hill students, you have to like just wheel your bike because it's the the, puff, the footpath is so thin. It's just like you wheel your bike. There's people walking down and there's traffic coming down the road and you can't really cycle without bumping into someone or getting stuck with cars coming behind you. Yeah. It's just and like the size of the footpath, it's it's way too small for like if you if you want to cycle like with your friends, you'd have to like cycle in single file. It's just the short the footpath are too s- small. By having this change, uh, do you think it would make a positive difference? Definitely, because it would like encourage uh, parents to get their children cycle because it'll be a lot safer. Yeah, 100%. It'd be good for the fitness of people as well and getting out and getting some air and activity, cycling with family and friends and everything. So now tell me about your cycling in the city. Are you regular cyclists? Uh, yeah, but I would like to do more, but we're not able to because there's, um, cause there's, it's not as safe without the cycle lanes. And what about you? Are you a cyclist? Are you wearing your helmet? Um, yeah. And where do you cycle to during the day? Um, like to school or to like um, like the woods or something. Does the bike give you a bit of freedom? Um, yeah. If we had a cycle lane, we wouldn't have to worry about maybe getting knocked over or that sort of thing. We'd have to worry a bit less because we'd have a space to cycle without cars. And that report from Live95's Nigel Dugdale, as I said, Deputy Brian Ledden of the Green Party is with me. You must be disappointed those children aren't old enough to vote, Brian. <laughs> Maybe in two or, two or three terms' time, if we're still around, uh, they might think of uh, me. But it, it's it's great to hear the young voices. Uh, and, you know, they are doing this every day. You know, they're, 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 they're seeing what the challenge is. And in many ways, I, I think the, the school cycle bus is one of the most positive developments in, in the mm. city and we've seen them in other cities as well uh, in the last number of mm-hmm. years. But when you look at them, they're, they're actually a symptom of the problem because we don't have the infrastructure. So we have a situation where parents have to get together and essentially escort their kids uh, to, to school. And when I was on the council myself years ago, myself and a few other councillors went over to uh, Utrecht in, in the Netherlands and we saw whole classes of kids on their way to school just chatting and happy as they went uh, and they weren't supervised you know but and they were able to do it even in the rain because they had this really wonderful infrastructure and this is the kind of infrastructure that is being planned for Limerick I think it would be excellent and 
uh, it's not just for South Circular Road. We need this actually all over the city and we really can change. We know that a lot of the traffic problems in Limerick are really related to school traffic. This is how we solve it. I saw a tweet by one of your colleagues, Sean Hartigan. I think he was saying all of the City West councillors, I don't know whether he's correct in that, are against this plan in its current form. Is that correct? I I don't think he said that. I think he was expressing some amazement that um, some of them weren't coming out championing it because they would... Uh, there's a lot of people out there. Like I know you mentioned that there's you know people on social media giving out about this. There, there the is support? there's a lot of people out there. We hear from mm. them. They want this, and uh, and th- there's a there's multiples of people living in Dúradhuil and Raheen and working there and studying there than there is of people who will be directly affected. A very small number of people will be directly affected by losing their uh, parking space outside their front gate. Uh, so Sean, I think, was expressing some amazement that the local councillors weren't responding to that latent demand for this infrastructure there. So ha- have you had any discussions with any of the local councillors yourself or have you spoken to Deputy Willie O'Dea, who's has recommended councillors reject it in its current form? Uh, I haven't spoken to Willie yet. I was, uh, you know, in everything I've been saying, I've been responding to what he said on, on this show and I think it was reported then again in the Limerick Post. Um, I've been seeing some things on social media, rumours of amendments to water down the scheme. I think that would be very, very disappointing uh, because what's on offer here is is really excellent infrastructure for uh, the people of Limerick. Uh, We really should not be watering it down. We should be ambitious and and push on with it. And if we voted through and if councillors voted through in its current form, you're promising lots of money from the department. You say Minister Eamon Ryan will give us lots of treats? And more more money uh, for more infrastructure. Uh, Limerick will be looked very favourably on, I can guarantee that. Okay, well thank you for joining us this morning on Limerick Today. Deputy Brian Lennon of the Green Party. Your view-